Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. Today's podcast, we'll talk recruiting, a topic that's near and dear to your players' hearts and your parents' hearts, too. This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk to you about the things that are involved in getting your athletes recruited. Uh, I've been coaching for over 27 years, and I've been fortunate to have over 50 kids go to college. Now, notice that I said I didn't say I got these kids in college. A lot of time that happened when mom and dad met. And you know how the rest goes. But I've been fortunate to coach players who went to Tennessee, West Virginia, Wake Forest, NC State, the Citadel, Coastal Carolina, all the way down to Division II programs like Catawba and Division III programs that are local, such as Averett and Guilford. Uh, Getting kids recruited is not something that a coach does on their own, and it takes a lot of work. I think one of the first things I want to talk about is how you build those relationships with college coaches. Uh, I remember when I first got my uh, first head coaching job and I was having to call coaches and beg them to come to, uh, to our school to see our kids. And that was one thing that uh, has changed over the past few years with recruiting. Recruiting has come, become a, uh, something that starts earlier in a kid's career. But I think as a coach, you need to do everything you can to create a relationship with as many college coaches as you can. And just like kids, everybody wants to create relationships with those D1 colleges around you and throughout the United States. But I think you need to create relationships with all the coaches, Division II and Division III. Uh, One of the things I first started doing when I got the head job, uh, our school was not very highly recruited. Uh, We had average athletes, athletes that I felt like uh, could play in college if given the right situation. So uh, I called as many coaches as I could, asked them to drop by. Uh, email coaches, uh, go to coaches clinics and network. You know, we're fortunate in our state to have uh, a North Carolina Football Coaches Association where most college coaches are there. Uh, they'll come spend time with you and, uh, you know, just get to know them and create relationships with those guys while you're networking so that when you email them or call them about a student athlete that you have, maybe they're more likely to respond. I think one of the things that you have to understand as a coach is there's a fine line between getting a student athlete out there and selling that student and being honest with the coaches. Uh, you know, my thought process has always been that I wanted to make sure that I created a relationship with a college coach. And, and I'm going to be honest about a kid's character, about a kid's grades, about a kid's behavior, you know, both on and off the field and in the classroom so that I can create a good positive relationship. So the next time I have a kid who's maybe a marginal kid or maybe a, a walk-on kid, You know, that coach is not going to look back at me and say, you know, that coach was not honest about his other player. Uh, When you're fortunate enough to get coaches to come by, you know, take time out, make things very easy. We're going to talk about uh, a download that's going to be available at our website today, which is www.footballcoachescorner.com. We also have a new Twitter account, which is at FB Coaches Corner. And those downloads are going to be available. So just check out our website and you'll see those. But You want to be as organized as you can be. So when you're fortunate enough to get a coach to come in, you want to spend time with that coach, create a relationship with that coach. Uh, One of the things that I like to do is if a coach has time and I have a player that I feel like 
you know, needs to be evaluated. I'll put the film on and let that coach look at him a little bit, and I'll, you know, just ask that coach, where do you see this kid? What's your honest opinion about this kid? And, you know, it's just like anything else in recruiting. Uh, it's like going to Disney. You know, you must be a certain size to ride the ride, and I think that's what we look at in college football. We've probably all had that, you know, 5'10", 260-pound offensive lineman or defensive lineman who's just a great high school player, and they just don't fit the mold for what, you know, the big D1 or D2 schools are looking for. And that person goes on to have a great career at a Division three school, you know, just finding the right fit. But, you know, we have to be uh, honest with our coaches that we're talking about, and we have to ask for those honest evaluations. I think keeping a line of communication is important. You know, we tell our kids if there's a certain school that's recruiting you and you're not interested in that school, you need to make sure that you let them know uh, as early as possible in the process. You know, if you just don't see yourself going to that school, uh, being from uh, a small rural community, you know, a lot of our kids don't want to go, you know, five, six, seven hours away to go to college. They want their parents and friends and family to be able to come see them. So uh, I think that's the deciding factor that you have to take into. But being honest with that coach and saying, coach, you know, you guys are just too far out of our area or, or uh, you know, I don't see myself coming there. Maybe you don't have the major that I want. I think you have to be honest with those coaches. So the biggest part early on for a coach is establishing a name for themselves and a reputation for themselves. And that comes once you get those kids into college, uh, you know, checking with those kids, going to see those kids play, making sure that they're doing the things they're supposed to do. I think if you coach long enough, you've probably uh, been like me and you've had a player that went to college and for whatever reason, um, things just didn't work out for them. So I uh, want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, talk, to, talk about the meetings that we have with our players. Now, early on, uh, we have an advisory period during the day, which is a 30-minute period uh, that our kids can do tutoring, uh, do other things. We can meet with our football players. Uh, we introduce our kids to the, to, uh, you know, the sliding scale, uh, how to calculate their core GPA. Uh, we have a handout for every kid that we just keep updated. I keep on my computer. And uh, it's just a, a simple you know, Google Sheet. Uh, that has all the classes listed in there. And these are easy to do if you go to your guidance counselor and just get the, uh, the sheet that says all the classes that are approved for core GPA. You know, you can slide those into a, uh, an Excel sheet and just show the kids the difference between making a 2.0 or making a 3.0 and how if you make a 3.0, it'll bring your GPA up and how if you make a 1.0 and taking those core classes, uh, it'll just change your GPA and once kids start to understand that and start to see that live, uh, a year ago, I took two kids' uh, transcripts and broke those down. I didn't, you know, obviously left the names off, but talked about how one kid was taking some honors level classes, which was getting him some weight in his GPA. The other kid was just taking regular basic classes and a lot of electives. So he had very little wiggle room in terms of his core GPA. But once we talked to our kids about how to do that core GPA, and we want to bring them in from time to time after every semester and have them update, physically update their own core GPA so they can see it either, you know, going up, uh, going down, or you know, staying the same. Uh, after we do this, we have a copy of our sliding scale in the coach's office. And all of our kids can see that and kind of see where they fall in terms of their core GPA, what they need to get on their SAT or ACT, you know, when those tests are available, 
Uh, at our school, we have tutoring for those tests too. So that's a nice thing for the kids to get involved with. But, you know, once we use that advisory period to get these kids going, if you realize that a lot of times these kids get behind, you know, their freshman and sophomore year and they're trying to play catch up their junior and senior season, uh, excuse me, junior and senior year, and we just want to show them how getting off to a, a good start helps them uh, to gather that. Now, we use uh, a Google form, and coaches, I would recommend this uh, as a way to get your kids to sign up. Uh, through this Google form, we gather all kinds of data, and it's easy to take this data and copy it and make it into another spreadsheet and put it on something that we would call our prospect list. Um, including on this Google form, uh, we have you know, a person's first and last name, graduation date, height, weight, 40 time, offensive and defensive position, any special team position, an address, an email address, a parent or guardian name, any other sports that they play, uh, a GPA, a core GPA, an SAT or ACT score, uh, obviously when we want to get their cell number, uh, a Twitter and uh, Instagram handle. And so we, we want to try to get this information and gather as much. Now, obviously, you're going to go, have to go back through this data. And if you've got a kid who's five foot ten and he puts six foot three, you know, it's easier for you to, you know, adjust any of these things. It's easier for you and it gives you a good starting point. And what I do after that is I will just copy each kid that I feel like is a, uh, a college prospect and then separate them into different sheets for the graduating class. So I'll have one group for the 2020s, one for the 2021s, the 2022s, and then when the freshmen come up, we'll have a group for the 2023s. This makes it easy and organized so that if someone comes in, I can print the whole thing out or I can just break it down into one kid and copy and paste that kid and just print him out for the, for the coach. I also like to include a link uh, to a player's huddle highlights. Now that, that's, very easy to do. You just get on the Huddle website, go to that player, and at the top, just copy the URL, put it in there, and I want to make that link live so that if I share this document with a coach, that he can just click on that link, and it'll go straight to the kids' Huddle highlights and any information they need there, their contact information. You know, we try to tell our kids, uh, update your highlights as you go through the season, and then at the end of the season, we want our kids to create, you know, a season highlight with all the important information on there about how coaches can reach them. And as coaches, we will help these kids to develop these highlights. We'll go through and review them, you know, making sure that they're not sending out, you know, a 25 minute clip to a coach. We'll sit down with our, our kids and say, uh, which game was your best game? So when we're sending out a recruiting package, uh, we will have those games tied in for that, for that player. That takes a little bit of time on the front end, but I think you save yourself a lot of time on the back trying to chase kids around. So once we gather all that data and information and I have it set aside, uh, then we're gonna start meeting with kids and talking to kids about college. I tell, tell my kids, you know, give me uh, a division one school or a couple of division one schools, give me some division two schools and give me some division three schools. If you've been around uh, parents and kids enough, you know, everybody wants to go to Alabama and everybody wants to go to, you know, Ohio State and Oklahoma and Oregon and all those places. But I think we have to be realistic and send out video to as many as we can. Last week, uh, I just got through sending out uh, one of our young man's videos to about 40 different schools on all three different levels. Uh, as a coach, it does take time to do that. But by meeting with that player on the front end and talking to him about where I felt like he fit 
and also having some coaches come in that were a high, you know, FCS level or FBS level coach to meet with me and watch that kid's film and get some honest feedback from them. I was able to kind of steer that uh, player in a direction we felt like maybe he fit in. Now, one of the toughest things to do uh, is sit down with a parent. Now, we have a parent meeting at the beginning of the year with our kids. We talk about recruiting. You know, as a coach, I feel like one of my jobs is to, uh, you know, get our kids' names out there as much as possible. I always tell our parents, and the nice thing about Huddle is it tracks all this too, tell our parents, you give me the name of a school and I'll send that information out. Now, we also have a deal with our parents that if your kid is not eligible to be recruited at that level, then we're not going to send that video out until they become eligible to be recruited. Now, some of our kids fall behind a little bit in their GPAs, but they also realize that, you know, we mean business with this. Uh, I've had some individual meeting with parents, and I think uh, one of the biggest things you have to do with a parent is you have to be honest. Uh, what I always do in my meetings is I will take a Division One roster and I will print it off. I'll take a Division Two roster and print it off. I'll take a Division Three roster and print it off. So let's say that I'm meeting with a parent uh, of an offensive lineman. Uh, I will go through before the meeting and I will highlight the height and weight of all those offensive linemen. And the first question I like to ask the parents is, just let's just look at these rosters and let's see where your son fits in. Now, if your son's, you know, five foot nine, 250 pounds, you're going to have a hard time finding a, a, a person on a division one or a division two roster that fits that spot. At that point, you open up the line of communication with a parent and you say, uh, you know, your child has to be a certain size to get recruited. And I think the more honesty you give them up front, uh, the better off you're going to be later. You know, if you keep telling this kid, he's a Division One kid, he's a Division One kid, you know, you're going to be the first five foot 10, 205-pound uh, offensive lineman to play, you know, on an FBS level. And I don't think you're being honest with the kid and the parent. You're just going to lead yourself to a place where that relationship is going to be destroyed and you're not going to be able to repair that. And, you know, it, we talk about relationships all the time with our kids. We want to be as honest as we can. And I think the more honest you are, with these parents up front, the better off you are. We will tell our kids and we tell our coaches, you know, what are some things that these kids need to improve on? You know, a kid needs to get stronger. He needs to get faster. He needs to get more athletic. He needs to learn how to compete in other sports. He needs to learn how to get tougher. And I think having those conversations with the parents gives them an idea of where to go. We also talk about the parents and the students about, you know, find a school that fits you. Uh, you know, we've had some really, really high GPA kids in the past that are in the top 10% of their class, but they're just average football players. And at some point, you're going to have to make a decision. Uh, you know, do I want to go to school, to a smaller school to play football, and maybe the academics is not as high as, uh, you know, what I want? Or do I want to just, you know, like most players, play my high school football career and then, uh, you know, go to college and get a job? Uh, we stress with our kids and with our parents the number one thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to get a college degree for the least amount of money possible and at a school that has a major that you desire to get. Now, you know, sometimes that may mean stepping down a level to Division Two. Sometimes that may mean going to Division Three. Uh, most of you coaches know that Division Three does not offer athletic money. 
So then you start talking to a kid about a package. Obviously, the higher the GPA, uh, you know, the better that package is going to be. Uh, there's no really in-state, out-of-state tuition costs of that because most of those are, are private institutions. So then you start talking about kids. Okay, this is your GPA. Uh, talk to the coaches. Here's the package they can get you. So then it becomes just a numbers game. Is this the place where you feel like you're going to be comfortable getting a degree uh, that you want and playing football? Or is this something that we need to throw off the back burner or put on the back burner and just say, you know, I'm going to apply to a state institution. And if I get in there and they have my major, then that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, you know, those are tough decisions. Those are decisions that, that, that kids and parents have a hard time making because, you know, every parent wants their kid to be recruited. Every parent wants their kid to sign, you know, to be celebrated for the hard work that they put in. Uh, but you also have to be realistic. You don't want to, you know, set a child up for, you know, $250,000 worth of debt so that they can go play football at, at a very, very small school. Uh, after we talk about, you know, the grades, the GPAs and those things with our parents, uh, I keep a list every year with all the summer opportunities. Now, most of the coaches that you deal with and the universities that you deal with are going to send you summer camp dates. All I do is I type these summer camp dates out on a sheet. Uh, I keep all the information, and I want to let the kids know that these summer camps are available for them. Uh, you know, I think it's important. Uh, we're very close to uh, a couple of different universities where we're at. I think it's important to, you know, put your kids on a bus sometime, you know, five, six, seven, 10, 12 kids, and take them to a camp. Now, we recommend that our kids go to, you know, one-day camps. I don't think a high school kid needs to go spend, you know, three days at a camp at a university, you know, going to the pool and the, you know, the uh, going to the cafeteria and all those things. They can get that, you know, when they go to college. But we, you know, go to a one-day camp. Generally, these camps are anywhere from, you know, 30 to 40 to 50 bucks. Uh, there's going to be a ton of schools of all levels at these camps. And we want our kids to be ready. We will work on during the summer and during the spring, you know, the things they're going to do with these camps, our 40 starts, you know, our vertical jumps, uh, ball drills, you know, position-specific drills. We're going to work on as much of that because we want our kids to be prepared. Now, in the past, I have also had kids that just camp themselves to death. They may go to one camp on a Friday, another one on a Saturday, another one on a Sunday. And by the time they get to that Sunday camp, they just cannot perform at the level they need to. And, you know, we tell our kids, you get one shot to impress a coach. So if you're running, you know, if you're legitimately a 4.5 and a 4.6 kid and you go to three or four days of camp in a row, you know, your 40 time at that last camp is going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to be the optimal time that you want. So you need to make sure that uh, you are prepared for that camp. You're ready for that camp to show those guys exactly what you can do. Uh, we also, you know, try to tell our kids uh, during junior days and during, during out of the season, if you're interested in a school, you know, let me know as a coach. I will contact that coach and tell them you'd like to come up and visit the school. And it might be, you know, for a basketball game. It might be just to take the day and go with your parents and tour the campus. But I think it's important that you let the coaches know that the kids are interested in those uh, universities so that, you know, maybe they can spend some time with them or, have a, a, you know, a GA walk the kid around and show them a little bit of the campus, but also just to make sure that that coach understands that you're taking your time to go to their campus and learn more uh, about those. Uh, when you're fortunate enough to get offers, 
this is the, uh, you know, kind of when <laughs> the rubber meets the road, I guess you would say. You know, like I said before, I've been fortunate to have kids that have, uh, uh, one of our young men uh, had about 25 offers, the other one had about 15. So when you start looking at those offers, then you have to sit down with the parents. Uh, it's impossible for you to, you know, go to 25 different schools. Uh, if you've got a recruit of that level, you're going to have people contacting you, uh, your assistant coaches, the parents, the student. They're going to be contacting that student all the time, trying to get them on their campus. So I think it's important that uh, as a student athlete and as a parent, you sit down and you weigh some of those things, the relationships that you have with those coaches. And we, we try to stress to our kids, you know, the relationship you ha may have with one coach is a great relationship, but there's a good chance that if that program is being really successful, that coach could move on to another job. And if that coach is not having a lot of success, there's a good chance that coach may not be around and that staff may not be around the entire four to five years that you're at that, that uh, university. Uh, do your research, figure out what you want to major in, you know, go to a school that, that has your major, be able to work it out. I had a, a young man who wanted to be an engineer and an engineering is a, you know, a tough academic major. And he was talking to the football coach about being an engineer and the, the football coach was just being honest. He said, we have one player on our team who is an engineering major and that player is a walk-on. So that player's demands are the same as everybody else's, but he was able to balance his time. And I appreciated the coach being honest with the kid up front because, uh, you know, he ended up going to that school, but it ended up changing his major to something different that he could, uh, you know, do both football and do school. Um, a prospect sheet that we use will be available at our website, which is www.footballcoachescorner.com. And you can download that and use that. What I would recommend is making, again, making four copies of that, one for each class that you have. It's very easy to copy and paste those and make more if you need it. Uh, it's got about three or four on there. And, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have three or four prospects in each class, then, then you're probably uh, way ahead of the game uh, in terms of, uh, uh, of a lot of us other ones. Uh, so just to, you know, sum this all up, make sure your players understand GPA. Uh, make sure your parents understand and are able to physically see the rosters of uh, schools that their kids are interested in and so that they can compare those a little bit. And that might help you, you know, uh, keep a relationship like it needs to be instead of having one that's, uh, you know, you do irreparable damage to later on. Uh, continue to email, call, and network with college coaches. You know, you never know when one college coach might leave one institution and go somewhere else. And that relationship that you have built with them is a big part of why they want to come back to your school. Uh, you know, they know you're honest with them. You know, I, I, I've had coaches walk into my building before and I talked to them for 10 minutes and I said, Coach, I don't have anyone who can play at your level. And I think those coaches appreciate that honesty. I appreciate those coaches dropping by and spending time with us. And sometimes it's a 20-minute a visit and sometimes it may turn into a two-hour visit, just depending on the relationship you have with those coaches and how much they care. We're fortunate in the state of North Carolina that uh, our coaches, college coaches, do a great job of getting out to our schools and recruiting our kids and talking to our coaches and knowing our coaches by name. So uh, we're, we're blessed in that aspect. Uh, again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our Twitter. Uh, DM us. That's at FB Coaches Corner. Uh, reach out to us through email, which is 
fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. Follow us on our website. Subscribe to our list. We also have a YouTube channel that we're working on, which is Football Coaches Corner. And we have some videos uploaded there. Guys, this is our uh, working on our fifth or sixth podcast. Uh, starting to enjoy this. We want to be able to make this a place where coaches can collaborate. And if you have anything you'd like for us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us. And again, until next time, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.